Hey everyone. Hello Endo sisters. I hope everybody's doing okay. I cannot think of how many times I've done this recording and <laughs> when I get mad I sound like <laughs> snotty. Not snot like I sound like Karen. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> and it's, I'm just really trying to do the best with this recording and trying to get through it without bawling my eyes out. But I really feel compelled to get this message out there. And I'm sorry if I sound kind of Karen-ish and I really apologize. But let me explain what this is going to be about. Maybe you'll understand. Um, Hi. <laughs> Sorry, it's been so long since I've done a recording. I apologize. I'm currently laying in bed, no lie, in horrible pain. But since I can't make good use of my time doing things around the house, I'm like, I need to get this recording out. I need to get this finished. And hopefully I can. <laughs> um, this is about our cat. And this is about the food industry revolving around pets in general. Um, again, I will say this, I'm not a professional. This is my experiences, and I do encourage everyone to look up um, their own information, like, you know, for yourself to see what's best for your particular animal. Because as we know, every animal is different. Some background information. We had a cat named Scumbag, or Scummy. My husband found him in a gutter when he was just, I mean, he'd fit in the palm of your hand. And he was always very feisty. Um, but he was the sweetest cat and the most beautiful tab, orange tabby cat you've ever seen. I've, I'm a little biased. But his markings were so unusual. On his back, his stripes looked like he had wings on his back. And just, and then he had like a little stripe that looked like a mustache a little bit. He was so adorable. And I may be biased, but everyone else thought he was cute too. This cat had everyone, everyone said this. I'm not even making this up, that his personality was nothing like any other cat they'd ever run across. He, if you talked to him, he would look at you like he understood every word you were saying. And he would squint at you like, oh, I hear. Yes, I hear. Like if he could put his paw up to his chin and rub his chin, like, yes, he would do that. Um, whenever I had my period, he was by my side. He would not leave it whatsoever. And um, if I was in the bathroom laying on the floor eating wheat thins so I can take my next medication because you can't take it on empty stomach, he was on the bathroom in the bathroom, on the floor, with me, eating wheat thins. <laughs> so, um, very protective and would not leave me. Every single time. So, as we know, COVID hit. And I'm just going to say this real quick before I forget. For anyone who's lost family, friends, loved ones, partners, during this time, I am, uh, during any time really, but we all know COVID, we lost a lot of loved ones and I apologize and um, that you had to go through that or I'm sorry you had to go through that and I you know I think about everyone during this time we lost my granddad 
and my aunt and my cat. Of course, my cat was not related to COVID, but it kind of felt that way. So, um, August 2020, as everyone knows, we're right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, prior to this, we were taking Scummy in one of those cat strollers on walks, which he absolutely loved. I don't know why we didn't do this sooner, why we didn't think of it sooner. My my husband thought it was crazy, but when he saw how happy the cat was uh, being able to go places with us and, and experience things, he's like, okay. So we did that for from February 2020 roughly to about August. And then we would take him to the college up the street. It was a beautiful college. And in the middle of a building, all these buildings, is a square. And we always had a harness and a a leash on him. And he was zipped into the stroller. So we let him out to go walking because our cat is a big boy. He's he's a big girl. (laughs) Fluffy. Um, So we're trying to get him exercise. So he you know, he could be with us for longer. And he wasn't much of a, you know, throw a ball, I'm going to go run after it sort of cat. So we figured if, you know, he's always very curious. If we put him in a harness and a leash, he'd want to walk around and we were right. And he made a bee dive right to this one building. And we're walking towards him. We're looking at this building like, why is he so like, he was determined y'all it was the cafeteria (laughs) for the college just so badly he wanted to get in he put his little paw on the door and it was so funny I was like honey you can't go in there and plus you know I don't even know if there's any food in there because they closed the whole campus down because of COVID and it was just (laughs) he was a character so in August one night he's laying with us watching tv on the couch and i'm looking at his breathing you know he usually if he came down the stairs he breathed a little hard but we figured you know it's due to his weight or if he got dramatic about his food and he was like begging for food he'd get really upset and he'd breathe heavy and i always i mean he just got back from a vet appointment and every what for 12 he was 12 for 12 years, he always had a clean bill of health. They just were worried about his weight. And we would put him on special food. He wouldn't lose any weight. And then I always fed him top shelf food. He did not like wet food, so it had to be kibble, unfortunately. But um, I thought I was doing the right thing, as we all do. So I look at his breathing this particular night, and I'm like, honey, this doesn't look normal. Like, I could tell he was uncomfortable. And the breathing just wasn't right. And so the very next morning, we we called our vet, and they're like, we don't have any openings. Take him to the emergency room vet. I'm like, oh, my God, okay. So we took him to the emergency room vet. Of course, you can't go in with him. Tore me apart. And this is a first for Scummy, us not being able to go in. And I'm sure he was scared to death. And I'm sure a lot of animals during this time were scared to death. You know, just it just makes it everything worse if you can't go in with them. And that that was one of the many frustrating things about COVID, which I'll never understand. But whatever, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to Karen that. Okay. Um. <laughs> so 
we take him in and I'm thinking we'll, we'll pick him up that afternoon. They'll figure out what's going on and maybe he's got asthma, you know, or, or something like that. And we'll get a cute little inhaler for him and we'll be on our way. And they called us in the late afternoon and told us that <sighs> his lungs were filling up with fluid and his heart was enlarged. And I was like, what? And they had to keep him overnight because they had to put him on IV of um, the heart med. I, I'm sorry, I don't have, but in Lasix. Uh, which is a diuretic to get the extra fluid off of him. And I'm sitting here thinking my cat is going to be terrified. Now let me preface all of this. And I'm being very honest with you guys. My cat was a dream for a vet. He was so good with vets. They could do whatever they wanted with him. And he was fine. I'm just going to say that right now. So he's at the vet and I'll, neither me or my husband slept that night. The next morning I had to call. It was 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what's going on with my cat. I thought when they first opened, they would call and give me an update. They didn't. And they're like, well, we need to keep him for a couple more hours. Why? Why? Like what? And it, it kept going on like this all day. And it was Saturday. And I knew if they kept it on any longer... He'd have to stay the weekend until Monday. I'm like, I'm not having that. I want my cat, you know. I just had a funny feeling something was wrong. We were always, he he and I were always connected. I always knew what he was feeling, what he wanted. I just felt like this horrible feeling that something was wrong. I mean, something was wrong, but something mentally was wrong. Like there was, there was another layer going on. And so finally, I think it was like three or so, I called the vet and said, I want my cat back. You know, you've done the treatment. Supposedly they had taken him off of everything and they were waiting for him, his vitals or something. I said, I want my cat back. So it was like six o'clock, the 11th hour of them being open. They said, you can come get him. Um, we had a little bit of trouble with him. I was like, what do you mean you had trouble? Well, you know, he was a little aggressive. I'm like, what were y'all doing? That was my first thought. What were y'all doing? This is where I might sound like a Karen and I apologize. But again, remember what I said? Vets loved him, right? He was easy to deal with. Why? And then I tried to give the benefit of the doubt, like he's without his parents. He's in a strange place overnight. But I'm kind of like, but he's always been like we would leave him at friends houses when we went on vacations. And he was always so good. He adapted so fast. So they bring him out to the car and his carrier. And of course, we can't really see him because his carrier is cloth with like black mesh only the best for my cat. Um, so, and they have a bag of meds and it's a heart medicine. It's a blood clotting medicine and the Lasix. Uh, I think it's right. The diuretic. And I apologize. I can't remember the name of the other two meds, but I know what they did. And they're like, just get them started on this right away. And, um, you know, get in touch with the cardiologist. I was like, okay. 
So I'm sitting in the back seat with him. My husband's driving. We're, we're in tears, honestly, because we're scared. It wasn't something simple like asthma. Not that asthma's simple, but it's a little less life-threatening than this. I open up the top of the crate or the carrier, and my baby has a cone around his neck. I'm like, why does he have a... Are you serious? I yanked that cone off of him, and he was so weak. He could barely hold his head up. I was like holding his little head up to you know to get the cone off. He was so weak. How much damage was this cat doing to people if he's this weak? Why didn't you remove the cone when you noticed how lethargic he was? Like, you put a cone on and lay down and try to go to sleep. It's not comfortable. And I just I I went off and my husband like literally pulled over to look and he was livid. Now, mind you, my husband is the most good natured, six foot, fully tattooed man you've ever seen. Good natured, gentle human. He was two seconds from turning around and going back to the ER vet to give him a piece of his mind. I said, no, we need to get the baby home. We need to get him in his normal surroundings. He just wasn't acting right. He wasn't giving me eye contact. I th- I thought he was near death, honestly. So we bring him home, and he can't even walk hardly. So I'm trying to, like, help him in whatever direction he wants to go in. I'm trying to give him water. I'm trying to give him food. He doesn't want any of it. So I bought the spider from Target. And it's for cats. It's got the mouth of the spider. I don't know if y'all have seen it. Is um, the opening to this little like cave-like thing inside the sp- spider's body. It's the cutest thing ever. And he went into there immediately because it was something new, you know. And he liked it. And he had his back to us. And he kind of like lived in there. And then if he did come out, he went into a co- the corner of the living room. He would. He was scared of us. And it was the saddest thing I've ever witnessed with this cat in my life our cat is scared of us later on I found out that there's a drug that they give to animals vets do that um supposed to calm them down but it also can cause hallucinations I was like my cat has probably been scared straight for two days in a row because remember we dropped him off in the morning didn't get him till next day at nighttime probably scared for two days in a row tripping oh my god I can't I can't even I can't I can't I just I can't I was livid so Brad stayed downstairs on the couch and brought scummy up to him and slept with him and after the first night his personality was like oh this is daddy you know it started to come back but he still would not eat and I'm like, what the world? He, he So he wouldn't eat. And I was like, I'm not giving him these meds on an empty stomach. You know, and we tried to get um, the one pill. Oh, this is horrible. It was a pill for the blood clotting. And from the forums and the support groups on Facebook, thank you, all of you, by the way. Um, everyone had trouble with this one pill because it tastes horrible no matter what you do to it. And he was foaming at the mouth. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I I deep dived into anything holistic we could do until we can get this whole medicine thing figured out. And so 
um, I ran across Dr. Jones. He was a holistic vet. And he's excellent. He's on YouTube. Check him out. He has a website. And um, he mentioned dandelion. So we got dandelion tea to, as, a, as a diuretic. And um, he I don't think he mentioned this. I, I did a ton of research, but natokinase works in keeping, you know, blood clots, like keeping blood clots from forming. That was the one med that would foam up and he would not take. Um, so I, I tried to do that until I could get him to eat. It, it, it was, it was horrible. It was over a week and finally he ate a treat and then he started eating a little bit more. So we started we got the Lasix in liquid form, which helped a lot. And the heart pill we could put in one of those, um, what do you call those? Pill pocket things. And he would eat it, no problem. But that other pill, could not get it. Could, mm -mm, we tried everything, everything. It didn't matter. So I was like, all right, we'll just give him the natokinase and then the other two prescriptions because um, the dandelion tea wasn't getting the fluid off his lungs like... It should have, I because he's pretty far advanced um, from what we found out in his heart disease. Now, I'm not saying give your animal natokinase or any of this other stuff. This is what I decided to do for my cat, and it worked because every time we took him to the vet, he didn't he didn't show any blood clots or anything like that, and everything was fine. So, um, took him to the cardiologist. The cardiologist confirmed that. His heart was enlarged. Um, at the time of that appointment, was like a month or a month and a half later, we took him to the cardiologist because he was so terrified of vets at this point. Um, lungs were fine. They were finally clear. And he said, with at the stage that he's at, it could be three to six months of life. At the very most a year. Like... So he's basically like kind of bank on three to six months. And I, I don't ever listen to a doctor's end date for a human or an animal because God is the only one that give it and can give an end date or knows what the end date is. So Brad and I just decided we're going to give him the best life we can and do all we can. Now, mind you, we were kind of broke after the ER visit. So we did the best we can in in what we had. And I know that's... It's hard for people because finances, they play a big role in how much care you can give your animal. And it sucks. And it sucks. And we we shaved everything down to the bone to try to give him the best care. So he, he was doing better. Um, in October of the same year, 2020, we moved into our own house and the house had huge windows. It was all on one level. Um, unlike the other house, it didn't have any black mold like the other house that we were renting. Um, it had a beautiful backyard and a deck and he, Scummy loved it. He he loved this house. 
and he had a good time in it. And I'm so glad that we were able to take him out of an environment that was dark and had black mold and small and tiny. It was like a tiny house. It was two story. It was very tiny. It was horrible. And we were able to take him out of that and give him a good environment to, to spend his last however long, you know? So I did a deep dive on what else can I do for my cat? You know, I'm doing a hybrid of medicines and holistic. Um, I started giving him Dr. Jones uh, on his website. He's got like a um, multivitamin powder thing. And it's like a little scoop that you put on their food. And he really turned a corner when he started, we started supplementing him with that. And his energy was back. He's bossing us around again. It was amazing. So, where's the timeline? Um, I started to look into food. Like food kept coming up when it come when it came down to me researching about pets' health. And also, Dr. Jones said the same thing: the kibble and the wet food that you buy from the pet stores. I call them over the counter, <laughs> um, are not good for pets whatsoever. The fillers in them are not doing them any favor. It's like, okay, let me explain it this way. It's like giving your child McDonald's morning, noon, and night all their life. What will happen to your child? I'll tell you, diabetes and heart disease. More than likely, right? It's the same thing. So, also, there's a, an ingredient in these food items called taurine, T-A-U-R-I-N-E. And it's in there because it's good for a cat's heart. Caveat is, it's at the bottom of the list, usually. And it's what really cats need a lot of. So, with the supplement we were giving Scummy from Dr. Jones, it buffered that touring up. So now we were doing everything we could do. And let me explain what food we got. We stopped with the kibble and we stopped, you know, we couldn't even remember scummy would not eat canned food whatsoever. So I went into the pet store, went into the freezer section and lo and behold, there is the bag of food they're cutting like little squares. They're frozen, obviously. <laughs> and um, they have rabbit and all kinds of different meat choices. And you look at the ingredients, lo and behold, all it says is rabbit or, you know, whatever the animal is that they're selling. But Scummy really liked rabbit. And it's just raw rabbit. And you leave it in the freezer Every day I would take out, I think the, um, it was like a cup a day for feeding for my cat. Your cat may be less because my cat was 20 something pounds, <laughs> but, uh, I would take a cup out, put it in the refrigerator, let it fall, give him half in the morning, half at night. He tore that stuff up, tore it up. So basically, um, I started begging all my friends, please stop giving your animals this over-the-counter food. Go to the freezer section, get them raw meat, or make their food for them. And, you know, I had to kind of convince one of my friends. I was like, it's like this. 
um, cats get the taurine when they hunt their, their prey. Um, their prey have high levels of taurine in them. And have you ever seen a cat catch a bird and be like, hmm, I think I want some sweet potatoes, peas, and oh, some rice with this bird. No. Uh, <laughs> and those are the fillers that are in this food, not to mention just straight up carbs, you know. No, they're eating the bird. That's it. That's all they need. They're good. Um, And my friend's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have a point. Why are we putting vegetables in, in pets food? I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. No earthly idea. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I was able to convince a couple people to switch. And it's expensive. But I couldn't, I, I could not give him the food that potentially gave him this issue. I, I couldn't. I couldn't go back to that. And then watching him turn a corner again after giving him the raw food that cats are used to eating. And he would eat it. He would eat it. He tore it up. Which is really weird. Because you could put the best canned food in front of him. And he was like, uh-uh, nope. It's like he knew there was stuff in there he, he shouldn't have. It was very bizarre. <clears throat> so, this went on for a while. He, he he got better and plateaued for a while. We still had to watch his breathing. But he needed less of the diuretic. Which I was trying to... to the do the bare minimum of the diuretic because it just scared me. I knew it affect affected kidneys and liver, more liver. And I was like, that's a problem he doesn't need. Um, so he went on for a while, but then, oh gosh, <clears throat> in like February, March of 2021, he started not wanting to eat. And we got a little bit nervous. And this is where people usually stop and say, oh, well, they stopped eating. It's time to put them down. Don't do that. Try try different ways of feeding them. So what we did was we put his food in a blender and we put, of course, a scoop of that supplement in it. And um, he would eat that. As long as it was super mushy and watery, he, he loved it. He'll, he'll tear it up. Stinkiest stuff ever in a blender, but so worth it to to have him eat. I don't know what it was. It's like he didn't want to chew. And he went on for a couple months like that. And then he always, when he ate, always wanted us near him. So as I think this disease progressed, because there was not much we could do, but give him the quality of life and, and try to lengthen it as much as we could with the medicines. Um, he really wanted us near him when he was eating. He was, he, you know, we spent as much time as humanly possible with him because that's what he was kind of wanting. And we got to a point where we had to spoon feed him the food. And I think it wasn't necessarily he couldn't eat on his own. It was just that he wanted us there. Also, I had a theory that if I put his food up on a box or something, he would eat. So I think leaning down was was um making it harder for him to breathe you know that was my theory I could be completely wrong but he seemed to do better if it was elevated um we knew that he was starting to get 
bad again. He was having more bad days. And we were, we had surpassed the six month point by this time. And so we kind of knew we were on borrowed time. He was requiring more Lasix. They had upped his heart meds. And I did tell him, I said, I can't get, the, we went to a new vet. I said, I can't get um, the blood clot one in him. And I did tell them what I was giving him and how it worked and what it was. It's basically fermented soy. And they seemed to be okay with it because they said everything else looked fine. Like, um, but it's one time he went for a checkup because they check on the, the liver while you're on Lasix for humans and animals. And luckily my husband was able to go in with him. There was only one person allowed in the room. I was I was like, you go, honey, because that that was his baby. You know, he found him. I came second, you know. <laughs> and um he said that they took him away to do an x ray and check his you know, do the blood work and stuff. And the young girl who brought him back, she was just holding him, you know. I told you he was a good cat with vets. Um <sighs> He said that she looked like she was going to cry. And then he knew. He's like, oh no, what's going on? So the vet came in. She said his blood sugar levels are elevated because of the Lasix. Um, the Lasix was a liquid um, version of it. And of course, alcohol. And it's like, God. And... Um, the heart had enlarged again and there was fluid back in his lungs, which was like, how is that possible? He's on so much Lasix right now. And I knew, I knew that his little body was shutting down because his breath had gotten so bad. And this was, um, late, hold on, July, of 2021 yeah late July like late and my husband's like he'll he'll get out of it he'll, we'll, we'll turn him around you know da, 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 da. I'm like honey the vet literally told him you, you need to prepare um and you know she said normally what I would say is you know he needs to be honestly on um the insulin shots and my husband's like, I don't want to do that to my cat if you're saying that we're towards end times. I don't want to add another layer, you know, t to him if it's not going to, if the end result's going to be the same. You know, I don't, it was a hard, it was a really hard call to make, but she did tell us that, I and mean, she did what a vet was supposed to do, tell us that he should be on insulin, but she did also advise us that his heart has gotten bigger, he's struggling more, and his lungs are filling with fluid. And no matter what we do to try to get that out. So, ugh, to this day, it's so hard. So I really just, you know, I started, you know, make sure that we, we feed him something before we give him the Lasix. You know, I, I and he seemed to do a little bit better after the vet appointment, he he actually really did, if I fed him first and then gave him meds, he would see, I don't know, he just seemed to turn the corner again. 
but then it was August about about the yeah about the end of August um he started not acting he started getting that sundowners syndrome and um it's what the elderly get before they're ready to pass and it's honestly like people frame it to be something bad and um but if you really listen to these elderly people who are going through this it's actually a very beautiful moment every night um my granddad was going through it before he passed I'd probably say a couple weeks before he passed and he would see guys because he was a submarine guy and he would see guys he worked with and they would be coming to visit him and talk to him he would see family members and they would talk to him and he had conversations with them and people are like, oh, yeah, granddad, grandma going crazy. They're seeing things. I really believe in my heart of hearts that it's the spirit world coming to visit and they're preparing that person to to transition over just based off what my grandfather was saying. And it was just the most beautiful thing. And it happened every evening at, at sunset. Isn't that odd? Not not any later or any earlier at sunset. So I always view it as a beautiful moment. It's sad because you kind of know then that it's getting close to their time. But it's a beautiful thing. And the cat literally was going through the same thing, I swear. Because he would stare off and he'd like moving his head like he's watching something or he's listening to somebody and I would be like, is grandma coming to talk to you or is my dog, you know, coming to visit you or is your family coming? You know, I know that sounds crazy, but it was like he was literally like watching, you know. And I remember going into my husband and trying to prepare him. It's like, honey, he's got sundowners and I think he's seen things and I just want you to be prepared. And he just didn't want to believe it. That's his baby. So it's um well over a year, well not well over, but it's a year later and he's still with us, you know, he has surpassed the vet's timeline. And it was mid September and it was um a weekend before he passed. I was laying on the bed with him and he came, it was hard for him to walk at this point, and he came up to me and he Look me dead in my eyes. And I said to him, I'm doing all I can. I'm doing all I can. I can't do anymore. I'm sorry. But it's like he understood. It's like he was telling me, Mommy, I'm okay. So I had a long talk with my husband. He was in denial. <laughs> and so we scheduled to have a vet come out that following Thursday, it was the it was the soonest we could get. I think everything happens for a reason. Honestly, I I was panicky because I wanted my cat to have a peaceful transition and not be in pain. But everything happens for a reason. So Wednesday, be 
because he was doing so poorly, he wasn't sleeping. He wasn't even laying down. He would lean up against our legs and kind of sleep sitting up. I don't know what that was about. I don't know if the pressure in his lungs was really bad or his, you know, his, his heart was making things uncomfortable. So Wednesday, he really wanted to go outside. I'm going to let him go outside. So he went out back. He went across the deck, went down the stairs and um, went underneath the tree and lay down. And I was like, he looks really relaxed right now. So we made that day the best we could for him. But we noticed that uh, he was starting to go. Um, he had peed where he was laying. So my husband carried him into the house because it was hot and heat affected his breathing. But he really wanted to go outside. We had an umbrella up over him and in a tent and all kinds of stuff. I mean, we it was a whole day. You know, had a fan on him, everything. But he just, he wanted to be outside. So my husband brought him inside because it was getting hot. And um, as soon as he brought him over the threshold, he he um started to have a heart attack. And he passed. But I think that's, that's how he wanted it. You know? It was, it was sad to watch. But I was so grateful that we were with him. And, uh, and he was no longer in pain. And I swear he still visits us. <laughs> but, um... If there's one thing I can tell anybody is please switch your animal's food. I'm not saying it's the cure-all, they'll never get sick, but it might avoid, it might avoid diabetes, it might avoid heart issues. You know, when you're feeding an animal super healthy and what they're made to eat, you, you can't go wrong, sort of like our bodies, you know. So there's one thing I leave with anybody. Don't give up on your animal. If they just stop eating. Just try to try to feed them differently. Put the food in a blender, you know, change up the the flavor a little bit, you know, don't give up on them. They they tend to get picky, you know, if they're sick. I mean, rightfully so. You're sick, you can eat whatever you want. As far as what do you want to eat? You want duck today? Do you want you know, rabbit? What do you want? Um just hang in there and it, it it felt like a privilege and an honor to be able to take care of him but at the same time I'm honoring what he's going through and if the quality of life is not good as it was for him towards the end he stopped sleeping and he couldn't relax that's when you're okay to make that call, you know? If the quality of life is bad, they're in pain, can't sleep, you know, they completely stop eating no matter what you decorate the food with, to make, it, it's okay to make the call. Um, you know, he made the call on his own, even though we had a vet coming out the next day, but... <sighs> That's the way you wanted it, you know? I'm sorry this is such a bummer podcast, but I, I hope I'm able to kind of help one person. And 
if I can do that, I'd be so happy.